All right, good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Um, as we ended last night, we will begin today. Sometimes knowing what you don't know is also knowledge. Today we're going to be speaking about the Maisa Merkava uh, and, uh, and Maisa Breshis. These are things that, of course, even casually, we should be careful about the things we say that we know. The Gemara will tell a few stories about those who stepped out of bounds um, due to their brilliance, actually. It, was, it wasn't people like us who are regular Joes who are just trying to get a grasp on these things. These are nearly impossible to understand. Um, and dangerous to understand. We'll also see the parameters for who's even allowed to learn them. Uh, one of the things, and this was new to me, is that you're supposed to be 50. And in fact, there's a whole discussion in the Meforshim, this whole idea about learning Kabbalah when you're 40 is really not a very well-sourced idea other than what the Mishnah says, which is Ben Arbayim Labina. But other than that, uh, other than the assumption that Bina is learning Kabbalistic literature or Maisim or Kabbalah, whatever it may be. So, oh, so other than that, uh, we really should be quite careful and, and conscientious about, uh, about speaking about my Merkava. So we're on Dafyud Gimel, and we're starting about 10 lines down, and the Brisa opens as follows. Tanya, we have a Brisa that says, Amar of Yochanan ben Zakkai, Ma tshuva heshivaso basko oso rasha. What was the basko that came out for Osa Rasha? This Osa Rasha is referred to as Nebuchad Netzar. Sha'amar, he said, I'm going to go up to the very highest of heights, and I'm going to be Edame. I will compare myself to the Elyon, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And almost with a laughter, the Gemara says, Rasha ben Rasha. Listen, Nebuchad Netzar, you got a bad lineage. Not only that, Ben Benoshel Nimrod HaRasha. You are the grandchild of Nimrod HaRasha. About 15 lines down on Yud Gimel Amadala. And says the Gemara, Shehim read kol ha'olam kulo alav b'malchuso. That during the time of Nimrod, much of the world rebelled against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kamash nosav shal adam. So says the Gemara, how long does a person live? You think you can understand a Kaddish Baruch Hu? How long can a person live? And the Gemara says, Shivim Shana, the average is about 70. The Gemara says, Shanamar, based on the Pasuk that we read in Tehillim and on Shabbos morning, Shivim Shana, Shmonim Shana. 70 is normal, 80 is considered Gvura. Just to get from where we are, and we learned yesterday, remember the connections from yesterday, the seven layers, right? Vilon and Rakia and Machon and Maon and all of the other ones we learned about Zavul. So it says the Gemara from here until the Rakia at large is 500 years of travel. If you are mathematicians uh, or close to it, feel free to try and keep track of this Gemara. <clears throat> so the first uh, gap is 500 years. And the thickness of the Rakia is also 500 years. And in between every one as well. There are seven Rakia, six in betweens of 500 years each. That's a long time. And above that is Chayos HaKodesh. That's another 500. And then the Ragle HaChayos Keneged Kulam the legs of the chayos, of these angelic creatures, is Keneged Kulam. Discussion, what does Keneged Kulam mean? Does Keneged Kulam mean like all of the math we've learned just now, or is it 500, like all of the other ones? So just again, what do the words mean, Keneged Kulam? And the Karsule HaChayos, just up to the ankles, that's Keneged Kulam. That's also 500 years. I'm just going to use that explanation, which is the common one here. Shoke HaChayos, the calves of the chayos are Keneged Kulam. Rechuve HaChayos, the middle of the leg, uh, is connected cool, and that's why some of Forshim say that the chayos had legs not like ours. Our legs are broken up in two parts, calves and thighs. They had three portions. They had calves, rechuve, and and yerach. They had three different sections. That's what some of the Forshim say. Rechuve achayos connected kulan is also not five hundred years. Yarche achayos the thighs connected kulan another five hundred years. Gufe achayos connected kulan the torso another five hundred years. Savari achayos just the next is connected kulan another five 
years. Rosh Echaos Keneged Kulan, that's 500 years. Karne Hachaios, they had horns on their head. Another 500 years Keneged Kulan. And Lamala Mehen Kisea Kovod. I said, Nebuchadnezzar's like, don't worry, I'm going to be like Hashem. What are you talking about? You're going to live 70 years at most, 80 years. What are we talking about? And then we're not even done yet. Kisei HaKavot, halfway down, you give them a medal. Kisei HaKavot, can I get cool in there too? And Melech Kel Chai, the Kayim Roman, Isa Shochen Aleihem, and Hashem is on top of all of that. Ve'ato, Marta, Elel, Vamase, Av, Adam, Elel, Elyon. The Gemara does the math, and some of the Mephorshim added up. It's like 90,000 years, or 90,000. It's, it's a crazy time. It's just an unbelievable amount of years. And you're not even going to make barely 10% of one of the gaps in time between here. It's, it's so... You're such a chutzpah, such a bad guy, but you know what the result's going to be for you, Nebuchadnezzar? You're going, you're going down the other direction. You're not going upwards. You'll be heading downwards. So that's what the Gemara says. Our Mishnah had quoted a din, that one is not supposed to learn about the Merkava, the Maise Merkava, which is quoted in the first parak of Yechezkel. In the first parak of Yechezkel, there is a somewhat detailed view of what Yechezkel was able to see in this vision, in this mara, in this in this vision of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Now, we believe, and the Rambam writes this explicitly, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu ain't lo goof, that there are no physical attributes. So, one of the challenging pieces of the Maisimir Kava is that he's he's giving attributes, and he says colors, and he says chashmal, and he's like Yechezkel writes this in the Navi. So that's why it's very murky territory, and we need to be exceedingly careful about how we speak about it. So I'll translate whatever I'm able to translate, and I don't know the rest of it. So it's not like I'm leaving things out. It's just I don't know what I'm talking about. So it's different than Tzimtzum. I just, I'm not knowledgeable on the topic. So it says the Gemara, Tani Rebchia, Aval, yes, you cannot learn about Merkava B'yachid to teach it to one other person. Aval, most from low Roshe Prakin. You are allowed to give general guidelines. This is quoted in the Rambam and Hilchos you can only give it to a person who's an abbezin and and anyone who has that their heart is worried inside it doesn't mean that they have anxiety or nervousness it means that they they're no longer youthful in that way where where they're being uh uh, more nonchalant. <laughs> there are those who say that this is really the same person. The Avbezdin and Misha Libo Doeg is the same person. Same person. We are at the last of the short lines. The Gemara says, Amar uh, Ami. And here uh, the Gemara is going to give some parameters. A Rebbe who knows of these Sisre Torah, who knows of the secrets of the Torah, he cannot teach them to someone unless that person possesses five character traits or five facts about them. Number one, they should be 50 years old. They should have a, a grace to them in the eyes of others. They give advice. They're the wisdom. They have wisdom of the secrets. And they have understanding of Lachash, of the whispers. Again, these are ideas also all require translation. The Mephorshim do explain some of this here, even here on the page, there are some commentaries on this, but let's continue. By the way, Rav Ami had one din. We're now going to take a parenthetical comment of Rav Ami. It's only being brought here because it is Rav Ami's Torah, but it's actually not about Maise Merkava. Second of the middle width lines, Amar Rav Ami, in Mosrin Divrei Torah Le'oved Kochavim. That uh, you are not allowed to give over Divrei Torah to an Oved Kochavim. Here, an Oved Kochavim doesn't mean a regular goy. An Oved Kochavim actually means someone who is Oved Kochavim Mazalos, that they're actually an Akub doing Avodazara. How do we know that this is true? I was asked to do a circumcision for a family, and they called me that they were Noahide. Uh, non-Jews, they were following the Sheva Mitzvah, and their Rebbe was a rabbi here in the community, in the Chabad community. So 
is anybody Jewish in the family? No. So I asked the Shaila, I was allowed to do the bris with no brachos. And when I got there, I said to the rabbi, my high, what's going on here? So he says, the Lubavitcher Rebbe held that there's also a mitzvah of Kiru by non-Jews. Granted, the priority is to Yidin. We have a burden of 613 mitzvahs, but by a goy, they have Sheva mitzvahs penei noach. And we know the Gemara in Avodah Zarah that there's a Lahoshit uh, you're not allowed to give non-Jews that which is their prohibition. You're not allowed, you want to give them a burger, give them a burger, but you want to give them that's 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 for us, because that's a din deraisi. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe held that there was a din by a goy that they have a mitzvah of kiruv as well. But by an akum, no, you cannot teach them Torah. So the Gemara continues, how do we know that this is the case? Every day in Shachris, this is not true for all the nations and the laws they should not know. Now back to our sugya. Rabbi Yochanan, the Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Yochanan, the great Rabbi Yochanan, was teaching Rabbi Elazar, who was a third century Amora, Ta, come here, Agmarcha b'Maiser Merkava. It's time for you to learn about Maiser Merkava. Would love to have one of my rabbis say that to me, but I would give the same response. Amarle, lok shay. I'm not old enough because, as we learned, you have to be ben chamishim. Rabbi Elazar was younger than that at the time. Kikosh, once he was finally old enough, nach nashev Rabbi Yochanan. By that time, Rabbi Yochanan had already passed away. Rabbi Yochanan wanted to teach Rabbi Elazar. By the time Rabbi Elazar was old enough, Rabbi Yochanan had passed away. Says the Gemara, five lines into the middle with lines. Amarle, Rav Asi. At that point, after Rabbi Yochanan died, Rabbi Asi said, "Fine, I'll teach you." So then he goes back to uh, Rabbi Elazar and says, "I'll teach you." I know, now you're old enough, let me teach you. But he wasn't willing. I would have learned from Rav Yochanan, uh, who, is, who is my Rebbe, and, Rav Yo- and he, therefore he wasn't willing to learn. Mm, did I skip a line? No, good. was very learned in the topic of and the elders of the city of they were teaching, they were very knowledgeable in the topic of not the same thing, right? We're talking about a glimpse into what Hashem quote unquote looks like, and we're talking about which is the subtext to what's actually in the Psukim and Breshis, some of which we saw some hints to this already. Uh, but anyways, that, that's what the Gemara says. They were talking in two areas of mastery. So Amrulei, Ligmor Lan Mar Maisa Merkava. Please teach me about Maisa Merkava. Amrulei says back to the Sabe de Pumpadisa, Agmarunli Maisa Breshis. I'd rather you teach me about Maisa Breshis. So they did. And Basar de Agmarun, after they taught about Maisa Breshis, Amrulei, they said back to him, Ligmarun Mar Maisa Merkava. Now it's time for you to teach us about Maisa Merkava. But he said, I am not willing still. Amar lehu, tanina behu, dvash vechalav tachas l'shonech. Honey and milk is under your tongue. Dvarm hamasukim midvash vechalav, that which is sweeter than honey and milk. Yehu tachas l'shoncha needs to stay under your tongue. In other words, I cannot talk to you about it. We're going to learn more about this in a couple of blot. But this idea of the of dvash and chalav is meant to be this kind of, uh, again, it's a metaphor to help us understand a little bit about what we don't understand, which is the the uh, the Maisa Merkava. Rabbi Abo Amar Mehachi says the limitation of talking about this uh, is from the following Kvasim We're going to use Kvasim, these animals for clothing. Dvarim Shehen Kivshono Olam, the things, the Torah, that which is considered to be part of the mystery of the world, Yehu Tachas Levushcha needs to be under your under your garment. That is the the modesty of uh, of this area that we don't talk about. Amrulei, they said back to him, but wait, I know you don't want to teach it to us, but taninan buhu ad vayomer elai ben adam. I had already learned my simer kava up until 
uh, this pasuk of Ayomer Alai ben Adam. And if you look at, on the bottom in the Psukim, it says that this is already very late in the parak. It's pasuk Kav Zayin in the first parak. That's well into Maisemir Kava. So he says, Amar Lahu, he says back to them, if that's the case, Hain, Hain, Maisemir Kava. You've already learned the majority of Maisemir Kava. It says the Gemara, really? Is that the breaking point? That pasuk? That's not necessarily true. Maisve, there's a Brisa that speaks about this. At Heichan Maisemir Kava. And, and what is, when, when do we say that which we're not allowed to learn about Maisemir Kava? When does it end? What's the upper limit? So it says the Gemara, Rabbi Omer Ad Va'era Basra, when it says the word Va'era the second time, Rabbi Yitzhak Omer Ad Hachashmal, until the word Hachashmal. Ad Va'era Magmarinon, Mikan Va'elach, I'm sorry, that was the question. The question was that we said earlier that it was the Pasuk of Va'yomer Eli Ben Adam, yet in this Brisa it says Va'era Basra, and or the word Hashmal, which is mentioned a few times, one of the later references of Hashmal. So the Gemara responds, Ad Va'era, up until the word Va'era Magmarinon, there you can teach properly if your Talmud is wrote. But from the word va'era and onwards, masrin and roshe prakim, you can only speak in general terms, giving heading, giving headings and headers, but nothing more. And ikad amre, no, ad va'era, masrin and roshe prakim, a more restrictive view is that up until va'era, not magmarina, we cannot teach it, you can only give roshe prakim, ikan va'elach, imuchacha, maybe we die to in, ilolo, if you're wise enough, you'll figure it out, and if not, not. Are we even allowed to learn about, learn about Chashmal? After all, Chashmal is a reference to an angel, an angelic type. And again, the Psukim in, uh, uh, Psukim in the first parak of Yechezkel details a little bit about what this is. Says the Gemara, how can it be that we're allowed to do that? There was a young child, a prodigy, who just had this amazing glimpse into the, into the Navi, and he was being Dorish and Chashmal. And a fire came out of somewhere and consumed him. It killed him. So says the Gemara, if we're allowed to learn about Hashmal, then why was this child killed? So says the Gemara, five lines, four lines from the bottom, five lines, shiny Yanuka Delab Matizimna. He was too young. We already said there are parameters. You don't just get to do whatever you want. Not everything is, is free reign. Out there in the public world, people like to learn about Kabbalah. There's a Kabbalah center and uh, leaving out their names. Some famous people in pop culture, all of they have tattoos and now the whole guns. It's like the famous story. This person wanted to write love. He's a great myself. Just put this in one of your books or my talent. Somebody wanted to write the word love on their arm. So they translated the word love. They transliterated it into Lamed Aleph Vav. And they wrote the word love on their arm. <laughs> Couldn't be more perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> Says the Gemara. So that was a child and the child was too young. So four lines from the bottom. Amar Rev Yehuda. Biram, here is the truth. Zachor osoha ish There's one person we need to mention for good. Who is that? The Hananya ben Chizkiya Shemo. This person's name is Hananya ben Chizkiya. Ilmalehu, if not for him, Nigna Sefer Yecheskel. It would have been that the whole Sefer of, of uh, Sefer Yecheskel would have been buried. We have it as part of our canon, obviously, but if we never knew about it, how could it have ever been a part of it? And only because of him do we still have it. Sheyihu Dvarav Sosrim Divrei Torah. There were certain portions of Yecheskel that seemed to be Soser, Psokim and Chomish. So what did he do? He took up 300 barrels of oil, and he sat up in the attic, and the oil was, was for light, so 300, 300 is one of the, uh, one of the uh, extreme numbers that the Gemara uses. We have a couple of different examples of them, and there are Svarim that speak about this, why 300? We also have 400, where we speak about, where was this? Uh, we learned it, where he breaks the... Uh, uh, by the wedding, there was too much simcha, so I, one of the Amorim broke a 400 zuz uh, cup. I know, I learned it somewhere. Oh. It's brachos. Anyways, that, that number 400 is found all the time. So these numbers, again, there's, there's swarm that speak about this, but he took up 300 barrels of, um, of oil in order to give him enough light, and he answered all the questions, the darshu, and therefore the Chachamim did not end up uh, burying 
There is a story of a young child. It says Tinok, a young child who was reading Sefer Yechezkel in the home of his Rebbe. And he understood what was going on with, with the whole concept of a chashmal, with this type of angel. He got burnt. He got burnt. He got injured. And because of this incident, they said, listen, it's just too dangerous. We got to bury it. So that then he said back, Amar Lahem, the same person, Every child is like this. The kid's a prodigy. He's a fluke. How many kids are like that? That's not normal. Yeah, there's all these articles. My child knows how to play piano by age three. All the all the freaks of nature, they're not normal. And therefore, we cannot use them as a parameter. That yachi, that one percent should not be the reason why we why we bury Sefer Yechezkel. So then after all of this conversation about not talking about Chashmal, says the Gemara, my Chashmal. <laughs> Makes me a little uncomfortable, but then at the top of the next page, we'll see that we're not actually getting into the descriptive natures of the chashmal, just the word. Amr of Yehuda, as we turn to the top of the Gimla Mabez, the word chashmal is a notary cone, it's a, a blending of words, chayos, esh, memalalos. Chayos are types of uh, uh, angels, esh is fire, memalalos. There are these uh, angels that are made of fire that speak in Bemas Nisatana, another plan words, itim chashos and itim memalalos. So, so chash and malal is going to be uh, part of the word chash, mal, chash and mal, that we're quiet and we, we make noise. Why does this work that sometimes they talk? When a Kodesh Baruch Hu is speaking, they are silent. Then they speak. <clears throat> What does the Pasuk in Maisim Merkava mean when it says that these angels are that they move back and forth like the appearance of lightning? What does it mean that they move back and forth? Like a flame will kick up from an oven. You see that it comes up and then it instantly disappears. My Kemara Habazak, what does it mean that it's similar to lightning? This is like light, Harasim with a mem. That This is a fire or light that comes out from between pieces of pottery. I guess there was a unique way that light would protrude from pottery different than from a Kifshan. That is what the Gemara means. And or I have no idea what it means because it's talking about something that I'm not supposed to understand. What does the Pasuk mean when it, mean when it says, and I saw, that there was a storm of wind coming from the Tzafon. We will soon see that this is a reference to Babel. Anan Gadol, it was a large cloud. There was a fire that flashed, and it made light around it. And from within that fire, the Chashmal that was there, it appeared within the fire. So says the Gemara, that storm, where did it go? We didn't want it to be that the Jews were going to be conquered by Babel. We would rather than be conquered by Nebuchadnezzar. Why did a Kaddish Baruch Hu do this? Says the Gemara, about 12 lines down on Yud Gimel Amidbeis, It's pasnish that the Yidin should be conquered by, by Babel. I'd rather than be conquered by Nebuchadnezzar. So that's what happened. That was the shifting of the tides. It had nothing to do with Nebuchadnezzar being Zoha per se. It had more to do with the fact that a Kodesh Baruch Hu was, was chas on Klal Yisrael, that they shouldn't be uh, overtaken by Babel, such a lowly people. Uma Shvela. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, and what, what is the backstory to this? Why is it that we were in this situation in the first place? The Gemara says, I'm the one, HaKadosh Baruch was saying of himself that he's being a Mishamish to the Ovde Psilim. I'm giving the Jews over to Nebuchadnezzar. Terrible things. Says the Gemara, It's the fact that we, uh, we strayed, that we've done something wrong. Third of the way down. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, 
what does this Pasuk mean? That he says, and I saw the Chayos. One was on the Aretz, Eitzel HaChayos. And then, because he, this person, this being had, uh, it was, it was a, a tall being. He stood on the ground. Remember what we discussed on the previous summit about how many 500 years. Again, so we're talking about a size. Again, we're not talking about anything physical in nature, but a grandeur, a greatness that uh, this was a very tall creature. The Masnisa Tana Sandalfon Shimo, that this Chaya was referred to as Sandalfon, Hagavo Mechavero, it was taller than its, than its counterparts, Mahale Chamesh Meos Shana, that was 500, uh, 500 years taller, an inter- interesting measure. The Omeda Chore HaMerkava, and it stood behind the Merkava. Um, behind the chariot, and it was tying on crowns onto the Kono, onto a Kodesh Baruch Hu, onto, onto the Creator. Says the Gemara, Aini, that can't be. We don't actually know where a Kodesh Baruch Hu is. Hashem is blessed in his place. Nobody knows where Hashem is. So says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. We don't know where that is. And even this Chaya doesn't know where it is. But to Amar Shem, he would say Hashem's name, Ataga, on the crown, the Azal. And then that which he was being kosher on the Tagin would go up to a Kodesh Baruch Hu's uh, crown, and it would rest on Hashem's head. But no, we don't actually know where it is. Then the Gemara says a very interesting historical insight. We always refer to the Maisim Kaba as it relates to Yechezkel, the, as it relates to Yechezkel, but five lines before the middle with lines, the Gemara says, Amar Rava, Kol Shara Yechezkel, Ra Yishaya. No, it's not the only one. Yishaya saw the same exact thing. So, Lama Yechezkel, why is it that they had different experiences? So, the Gemara says they didn't have different experiences, but one person was more descriptive than the other. Why was one, one person more descriptive than the other? So, says the Gemara, in regards to Yechezkel, what can he be compared to? The Ben Kfar If you have a villager, he lives nowhere near the palace, nowhere near the castle, and then he sees the grandeur of the king, his eyes pick up on all of the details. He sees everything, and you're not going to miss a beat. But the person who sees the king, all the time. What's Yeshaya similar to? He sees the king every few days. He comes out of the palace in his chariot. Okay, I know what he looks like. The first couple of times that you see him, you're like uh, you're like Yechezkel. The next hundred times you see him, you're not. You're like Yeshaya. So therefore, the, the Navi Yechezkel details it in such a unique way because <coughs> this was the first exposure, the first experience that Yechezkel had in order to get this glimpse into what, again, what Hashem looks like. What does the Pasuk mean that we read in Az Yashir? That we sing to Hashem because He is great. Shira, there is a song. Lamishim is Goy Al Hagain. Those who are the proudest of the proud. Do Amar Mar Melech Shebechayos Ari. That the king of the Chayos is the lion of the animals is a lion. Melech Shebabehemos Shor. The king of the animal world of the of these animals is Shor. Is going to be the ox. Melech Shebeofos Nesher. The eagle is the strongest of the birds. The Adam is Alehem. And then man is greater than all of them, Hashem is proud of all of his creations, and on all of them, that's what the Pasuk means, then the Gemara gets into the actual um, seeming appearance of what these angels actually look like, we're two-thirds of the way down, three lines into the middle with lines, the faces look like a, a human face, and one of the four is going to be looking like a, uh, a lion, and to the left of that, so this is like a four-sided face, and one of them looks like a shore, um, uh, and then the Pasuk says, it had four faces, but this 
this pasuk quotes things differently. It's missing the word short. It says peneha echad peneha kruv. We know what the kruvim are. We learned about this in previous mesechtas about what the kruvim look like. A child. We'll see more about this soon. That matches with the previous verse. Which also matches with the previous verse. Looks like an eagle. Also matches. We see here that the kruv and the shore were swapped out. So why is that? So Yechezkel requested that there would be a change to change over from a shore to a kruv. Amar Lafanov, he says to Akadosh Baruch Hu, it's not right that these that these angels look the way they do. Amar Lafanov, Ribbonu Shalom, Kategor Yehasesanegor. How could you have it that that which was a prosecution, which was a negative against the Jews, is now being used as an angelic face? It doesn't make sense. The the Egel Azov always going to be is always going to be the reminder of our grand errors, and that's not right. So therefore, it was changed over to a kruv. My kruv. What in fact is a kruv? This Gemara we've seen a couple of times in Shas already. Amar Kiravia, like a child. Shekin Babavil, currently Nukaravia. That's how they call a child in Babavil. And in fact, we know that the the kruvim in the Mikdash certainly had a. A, that a childhood face. That's where we get the language of the cherubic face, that child that kind of looks almost like porcelain, that uh, that beautiful child. So that's what the Gemara says, the Kruvim were. Amalei Rapapa, if that's true, Amalei Rapapa, Labai Elameyata, if that's true, the Pneha Echad, Pneha Kruva, Pneha Sheni, Pneha Adam, we didn't remove Adam from the list. We swapped out Shor with Kruv. That means we have one face that's an Adam and one face that's a Kruv that's like a child. It's They're both human faces. So that means two sides. One is a face and the other is a face because the Kruv is a, is a child's face. It says Gemara, yes. Some faces are bigger, some faces are smaller. So when it says Pnei Adam is talking about a face like any of our faces, and when, it's, when it talks about a Kruv, it's talking about Zutri, that's a child. That each of these angels had six wings. Nope, they had four. Says the Gemara, why is it that some the one pasuk says that they have six, uh, six wings, and some say that they have four wings? So the Gemara responds three fourths of the way down. Wow, talk about our our impact on the world. If we're the reason for the Churban based on Mikdash, we literally took wings off of the off of the angels. They don't even have the same number of angels, uh, number of wings anymore. I'm so glad the Gemara put in the word Kaviyachal because that's what this whole entire page feels like. But that's what the Gemara says is that it was as if they uh, had a reduction of wings. Which wings were removed? Oh, so this is something that I didn't know either. There were wings uh, that covered the face, wings that covered the body, and wings that covered the legs. So the Gemara says, It is the wings with which one says Shira. What does this mean? In one Pasuk, it says, With two of the wings, uh, he flies. And with those wings, those are the wings that are used for to call out, to praise. And now those are the wings that are actually missing. So we see that those are the wings that are missing. It's the ones that cover the legs. If they had not been minimized, how would I have known that the legs were yashara, that the two legs were like one? We say this all the time, that we daven kemalachem, that we put our legs together. But the Gemara says it, it has to be that, those, that that's what was removed, that that's what was uncovered. Because otherwise, how would we have known that the legs were yashara, that the two legs were actually together? It must be, therefore, that the legs were revealed. Says the Gemara, that's not right. Last short, last of the middle with lines. Maybe the legs were were revealed in that the, the wings which were covering the legs opened, and then we saw that it was regular Yashar, and then it covered itself up again. If you don't say that, we're looking at the face of these angels. We've been talking about it for 10 lines. What, is it, what do their faces look like? A crew of Ashar and Nesher. How else would we know? Obviously,
obviously it must be that the face was re- was revealed. Those wings also fell off at the top. That's not correct. We know only two wings fell off. Ella It must be that the reason we know what the face of the angels looked like through Yechezkel's lens was because the face was revealed. The wings had uncovered and recovered. Maybe we could say the same about the legs. They're really says the Wait a second. What are we talking about here? I could understand a face. It's normal for a person to show their face in front of the Rebbe. But it's not right that the angels would have their legs revealed before a Kodesh Baruch You can't tell me that it's reasonable that they would uncover it. I can understand the face. I got it. I understand. Therefore, that's probably not it. It must therefore be that it was actually the wings that covered the middle and they sang Shira from the middle. Again, don't know what that means, but that's what the Gemara says. Next. There are Elef Alfin, many thousands that are Yisham Shuni that are serving Hashem. The Rebo Rivavan and myriad, many myriads, Kadmohi Yakumun would stand in front of him. However, that's only one of the Psukim, which details how many thousands there were. The Kasavechad Omer, Hayesh Misparlik Duda. Is there even a number of troops that surround the Kodesh Baruch? So, how do we answer this theorem Psukim as we did before? It appears that the thousands, that the number of thousands, Thousands uh, were so low that we could actually count them. That's Bisman Churban Beis Mikdash. But prior to that, in Pamalia Shalmala, there were uncountable numbers of Malachim. And that's what it means that one Pasuk, when it says that it's Alfei Alafin, thousands of thousands, but it's an actual measured number. So then uh, that's only true Bisman Churban Beis Mikdash. And the Gemara continues and says, Tanya Rebbe Omer, six lines from the bottom of the page. We're going to wrap up to the top of the page about seven or eight lines and then we'll stop. Tanya Rebbe Omer Mishum Abba Yossi Ben Dusoy. Elef Alfin as we quoted this before, we're going to give another approach. The exact number of a thousand thousands Yishamshuni will serve you. That's Misbar Gdudechad. That, that number is only one troop. That's how many troops were in troop number one. What about all the other troops? Very different answer than the other one. In the previous answer, we said, it was limitless number of, uh, of angels. And when the base of Mikdash was destroyed, it was a very fixed number because we could actually count them. The Brysa gives a totally different approach. There's no Sterem Sukim at all. One's referring to how many were in one troop. It was a thousand thousands. But the number of Gedudim were never measured. It's an immeasurable number. The Rav Yirmiya, he says, What we're talking about is those are the ones that are were by Nahar Dinor, by the river of Dinor. Was this up here or down there? Don't know. That's what the previous part of the Pasuk is, that from Nahar Dinor, that's where we have a thousand thousands. Where did the water come from? From the sweat, from the perspiration of the Chayos. Okay. Sorry, I just don't know. I don't uh not. where did it flow to? Amar of Zutra Bartuvya Amarav, Al Rosh Rashoim Bigehenim. On the heads of the evil people in Gehenim. Shinemar, Hine Sarasashem Chema, Yotzav is Sar Mischolel Al Rosh Rashaim Yahum. So that's what it says. The storm um, from the Chema, from the anger, Yotza, it went out with Sa'ar Mischolel, and the storm it landed. Where did it land? Al Rosh Rishayim Yachu. It landed on those who were designated. We'll see what this means in a moment. What is this talking about? Let's see the Brisa. Last line of Yud Gimel Amit Beis. Tanya. Amrib Shimon. Amrib Shimon Achasib. There were 974 generations, 
that Shekomto, uh, which we had set aside, where we had, uh, that they were destined to, Lihibaros, turning to the top of Yadal, and Madal, Kodem, Shinivra, Olam, Velonivru. There were people in each of these generations who were supposed to be created, but were not. Amara Kodesh Baruchu, the Shaslan, Bechol, Dorvador, and placed these particular people in each of the generations throughout the history of the world. The Hain, Hain, Aze, Panem, Shebador. These are the people who are the, the brazen faced people in the generation. So this is a very, uh, uh, a little bit of a, of a negative comment here. We're saying that these people are the bad ones. They're the, they're the Azepanim. Then the Gemara says three lines down in Yudal and Nalav, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Amar, no. Asher kom to levrachah hu It's actually complimentary. What does it mean? Eilu talmidei chachamim. Shemekamten atman al dibre Torah ba'olam hazeh. These are the people who are mekamten. What does mekamten mean in this context? It means that they are giving up on their, on their sleep, that they have to wake up early and stay up late. They're burning the candle at both ends to learn Talmud Torah. That's what they do ba'olam hazeh. These people uh, who sacrifice their sleep in order to learn. So then they're going to be zoche to a gilui sod in the next world. Again, we don't know what that means. That from the river that is yutzak, that where the water is drawn, yisodam, that we will get the yisod, we'll get all of the sod from a Baruch Hu. We're going to stop right here. I hope we all learned something. Uh, oh, it's, a, it's a reference to things that we should hopefully have access to. Maybe that's what we're going to learn in the next world. We'll see. Please God at 120. We'll stop right here and pick up tomorrow night. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Sure.